Welcome back to the America First podcast. In this episode, we are going to get right into it. We're going to talk about uh, a few different lists that you should be compelling, uh, compiling throughout your life. Uh, there is no age that's too young to start or no age that's too old to start. So it's basically three lists, and I will explain them. Hopefully, I can get them all three in one episode. If not, don't worry. We'll do a continuation. But one of the lists is uh, what are your capabilities? Another one is what are your passions? And the third one is what is there a market for? So if you were to draw these three uh, lists in circles, uh, where the three circles overlap, this is where you will find your products or services that you will wrap your business around. So first and foremost, I think it's easiest to start with the what are my passions list. And in this list, we're not asking like you love swimming or skiing or downhill mountain biking. These, those really aren't your passions. Those are a very high level, broad category of an entire lifestyle that has thousands and thousands of points to it. So that's what we want on the list. And that's where you're going to find your products and services. So and I apologize, I'm getting over a little bit of a head cold here. I, I, I don't want to edit out every time I, I snivel or sniff a little bit uh, because I think it would cut too much of the material out. So I apologize. Again, bear with me. Okay, so let's first start with the, this detailed list of what are my passions. So the example I've used on a previous podcast where I did this before is downhill mountain biking. And someone might say, well, I love downhill mountain biking. And my question would be, uh, what do you love about downhill mountain biking? Now, is it the exhilaration of going down uh, a mountain trail where you might fall and skin a knee or hurt yourself, break a bone? Uh, do you do it with friends? Uh, so is it a social thing that you really enjoy about downhill mountain biking? Are you, do you have a GoPro? Do you enjoy the IT side of it where you're publishing it and listening to comments and uh, reliving the story, telling the story about this wonderful thing you did? Is it the accomplishment? Is it gearing ratios on high-end bikes? Now, I'm, I'm not in this category or in this area, so if I mispronounce things, I apologize. Um, I understand that Shimino is a popular brand of brakes and gearing. Uh, do, are, are you, do you love that equipment? Do you love the composites that the bikes are made of, the ultralight composites or you know the technology in the tires? Uh, some people love that level of granular detail. Is that where your passion is? Or is it at the bottom of the mountain when you're having a beer with your friends uh, talking about taking a spill or you know going the wrong way? Is it the jokes? Is it the clothes? Is it what is it? Obviously, it is adding to your identity. And we will really get into identity when we talk about branding. But this is a great place to start with kind of understanding what you are actually identifying with and maybe what brands are, you know, speaking to you. So this, this list of passions, you know, if you love swimming, what is it about swimming? That it's a full body workout is part of your identity I, uh, explaining to people that swimming is a full body workout? 
Uh, is it how you feel when you get out of the water, that you feel real relaxed and calm for the rest of the day? Is it the feeling of weightlessness? Is it uh, how, how your personal improvement is with all the different uh, strokes that you're learning you know, while you're swimming? Is it competition? Is it the people that you meet at the pool? Is it the routine? Is it sitting in the hot tub afterwards talking about politics? What is it? Uh, because you really have to be granularly detailed in your expl- uh, explanation of your passions. And in doing this, you will find other things that you're passionate about as well. Even if it's video games, that's fine. If that's a passion, what kind? Uh, First-person shooters, sports games, uh, massive online role-playing games where you have to build your character or build a city and maybe or a castle and fight other castles. Is it the strategy of it? Are you a Civ guy? You know, Civilization Six, I think they're up to these days. Maybe five. Um, or is it uh, war games? You know, is it naval battles? What about video games? Is it the sense of accomplishment? If you spend four hours playing a video game, you know, how far you can get with the scores? Is it the competition with other people? Are you a, a Dota player? Defender of the Ancient, I believe, is what it's called. And that's, that's a big thing. You know, there's competitions there. So is it uh, the tech stuff? You know, your, your headsets, your, you know, having the fastest computer at the fastest internet speed. Is it the wins? You know, if you're acing someone in Fortnite, you know, what... What is it? So the first list is your passions. And it could be causes you're passionate about. You're passionate about saving animals. You're passionate about cleaning up uh, pollution. You're passionate about building homes in foreign countries, in third world countries for communities, or digging water wells, or building churches. What's your passion? And everybody has passions. Even if you think to yourself, well, I don't have any passions. I guarantee you do. How do you spend your free time? What do you do in your idle time? This, this should tell you where your passions lie. And if it's television, if it's just watching Netflix and Hulu, awesome. That's one too. Because what is that experience for you? What, what kind of shows do you want to see? Do you want to see more uh, reality television, action adventure? Is, what about the delivery medium? Is Netflix enough on a big TV? Or would you really love it if some of that content was in VR? If you put on an Oculus headset and you could step inside of one of those television shows, would that be an innovation that you would be passionate about? And, and same goes for video games on that one, you know, with the VR space, which is a huge frontier for all kinds of opportunity, by the way, for you people who are passionate uh, in the video space. It could be about raising kids. You know, it could be about keeping a neat house, you know, a very specific, everything has a place and everything in its place, that kind of thing. Uh, It could be about raising intelligent children um, or competitive children in sports. Maybe you love the home games. Maybe you want to innovate a chair. You know, maybe that chair needs to have uh, a phone pocket. Some of them do. Um, Maybe it needs to have a place where you can clip maybe one of those adjustable arm phone holders if you're recording your daughter's softball game with your phone and you're holding it up and image stabilization isn't so great, well, your chair is resting on the ground. It's pretty stable. Why aren't there things that can clamp onto the arms of these chairs that can clip onto your phone so you can record these events without your arms getting tired and shaky? You know, there's, there's tons. There's, it, it's limitless. It's really limitless where we're going to teach you how to find innovation and in products and services in these areas. So the first list 
is your passions and be specific. If it's travel, don't tell me you love travel. Do you love doing logistics? Is that what you love? You know, lining up the plane, uh, the plane tickets, you know, we'll hop through here, we'll go through this city, we'll get on this one, and then we'll get this rental car, and then we'll have this hotel, and, and this is my plan for how we're going to go to the restaurants and the activities. I mean, is it the planning of it? Is it telling the stories of it later? You know, talking to your friends about this wonderful restaurant you ate at in Paris? What is it? Because we have to identify where your status is, where you identify with status. Because in those areas, you'll understand branding. And branding is extremely important with your products and services. So understanding your passions and what really gets you interested is where we're going to find not just our product or service, but it also will be how we communicate to people like you who are interested in things like you. And a lot of people are, I guarantee you, millions of people have the same interests you do. And if you can speak to them through a brand when you get into the branding episode, this is how we're going to lace it all together. Your brand is going to have to match your product or service, which is going to have to match your market, which is your consumers. We're going to explain what a market is, how to find markets, how to define markets. And it, it, it's probably going to be a little different than a lot of the stuff you've heard in the past. Okay, so that's one list. What are your passions? Another one is, what are your capabilities? Now, right now, you may not have many hard skills. Not a lot of people, children or adults, have a lot of hard skills. Do you know how to sew? Do you know how to bake? Do you know how to bake without a recipe? How much flour? How much baking soda? How much salt to add so that everything does its job? How much butter? Um, I mean, that's, that's baking. It's not falling in the recipe on the side of a brownie box. Uh, do you know how to cook? Uh, do you know how to work on a car? Are you a mechanic? Uh, do you know how to build things? Are you a construction worker? Do you know A-framing? Um, there's, there's a lot of hard skills out there. Are you an electrician? Are you a plumber? Um, there, you know, a lot of this can be taught on YouTube. You want to learn how to sew? YouTube. Hook it up. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, how about design? How about being an architect? So a lot of people may be very limited initially in what are you capable of. But what are you capable of isn't limited to only hard skills that are learned over time. First of all, in that bucket, what are you capable of? Labor. Everybody has a labor component. Everybody's capable of labor in some way. You can trade labor for cash. Now, if we put a product or service around that's well-branded, you can leverage your time and not just your labor to turn into a business and earn more cash. We're going to get into all of that. I'm just trying to explain these three lists that you should always be thinking about. Your passions and your capabilities. And we're going to talk about how to expand your capabilities. As an example, you can go to supplier shows, expos, you know, in cities like Vegas, Phoenix, New York, Miami. Those convention centers have massive supply chain shows, whether it's people making metal widgets, electric components, uh, plastic injection molding. You're talking about everything from toilet seats to Tupperware. Uh, there are a lot of expos that go on throughout the year that are all about supply chain stuff. Is it electronics? Is it plastic? Is it 3D printing? And 3D printing, rendering. If you, if you know how to draw in 3D, 3D rendering, that's a huge skill. Learning Photoshop, huge skill. That's a hard skill. You can start selling that today. You can learn all these skills on YouTube. So it's just a time commitment. If you don't have any money, no problem. YouTube is free. And sure, you have to have internet uplink, but most people have cell phones. And you can watch these videos on your cell phone and you can learn how to draw 3D objects. 
If you learn how to draw 3D objects, you can outsource that on places like 99designs.com, Fiverr. If you learn how to use Photoshop to build logos and labels and art and things like that, these are hard skills that you can learn on YouTube. There's also playing a musical instrument, which is huge. That is such an amazing skill. You can learn that on YouTube. So what are you capable of? There are many ways to grow that list. You can self-teach. You can, you know, again, from cooking to musical instruments, you can self-teach on YouTube. Uh, there's, there's other platforms on the internet. I'm not pumping YouTube here. I mean, there's, there's lots of other uh, things that, where you can learn how to do hard skills on the internet. Uh, just use a search engine, you know, and, uh, to find more. You can go to these trade shows to find out where to source things. And really, when you're at these trade shows, you just ask them questions, what they're capable of, and you take their card. And maybe you take, excuse me, some brochures that say that the, the different things that they can produce and assemble for you. So this is a great way to grow the list of your capabilities. Because when we start talking about products, we're going to start talking about what innovation means, how to innovate something. It's actually a pretty simple complex that people misuse all the time. But we're going to explain very fundamentally what it means to innovate something and reintroduce that something back to the market under a new brand with all of your tweaks, with all of your upgrades to it. And unless you own a massive, you know, plastics or metal or electronics facility, uh, you know, industrial production facility, you're probably going to need to be sourcing your widgets and components initially. So great thing to do is go to these trade shows. Another great thing to do, grow your hard skills. And again, these are just time commitments. In most cases of these trade shows, if you learn who's advertised, who's going to have a booth there, and you go to their website, oftentimes they're giving away free tickets to these things. So you don't have to pay for them. You know, you're just going to get open on the general floor. You're not going to get to go to all the presentations and side meetings and all that stuff. But for the most part, you'll get the value out of it that you need. And I'm really excited to uh, announce that we're going to be adding a virtual reality component to the to the materials we put out here, not just this audio only one that's kind of designed for listening in the car or while you're walking around the house, you know, doing chores or, you know, picking up or whatever. You can have an earbud in uh, just digesting some of this. But we're also uh, we have a 360 degree camera that we will be bringing with us to these trade shows and talking to it just like we're talking to you. And we're not just going to stick with trade shows. We're going to be filling out license applications. We're going to be going to the city desk and talking about zoning and fire code and things like that. We're actually going to set it up in our new facility here pretty soon in Poway, California, where you get to look around our facility in 360 while the general contractor is still building the office block and they're actually going through the fire rating on the fire separation from the office block to the general warehouse. So we hope to make it feel immersive, like you're actually there, because the focus of this is most people can do something a second time, but doing something the first time can often be paralyzing. You know, people are just reluctant. They won't fill out that form. They won't submit that application. They won't sign that lease. They won't go look at that building. So our goal in taking this 360-degree camera with us uh, is that you'll be able to connect to the VR content. Now, sure, you can watch it flat, you know, as a video uploaded through YouTube, Facebook, our, our social media, but we're going to be giving away an Oculus Go. 
So you can start to experience some of our VR content through a real VR headset as well. And I'll tell you, I had a chance to use one of these things. They are awesome. It is not like a big screen is projected right in front of your eyes. It's like you are in an environment, and as you turn your head, the environment doesn't turn. It's like you're there looking around inside of a video. It's absolutely fascinating. So we hope to use this new, and I know VR's come and gone throughout the past, but it's still a pretty new um, media for education, uh, for uh, immersion involvement. Um, there, there are some, I don't know if I want to call them like uh, television series in the VR space where they do like uh, murder mystery type stuff, uh, action adventure type stuff, and it's all like you're involved. You know, they're, they're talking to and sometimes yelling at this uh, 360 ca camera, which is you with the headset on. So it, it really feels like, you know, you're, you're in this television show. It's a fascinating format, and we hope to use it to get people past that, that difficulty of doing something for the first time. Now, once you do something uh, once, it's, it's a lot easier to do it again. You know, you, you, you have expectations, you can anticipate what's gonna happen. It's not a lot of fear of the unknown and getting that out of the way is, is hugely important uh, in business to empower people to uh, get out there and fill out that form, file that LLC, you know, start that business, buy that supply chain, get out there and build that e-commerce website. So we hope to be doing a lot of that stuff in the VR space. And hopefully that will uh, help you improve your skills as well as to what you're capable of. Okay, so those are the first two lists is what are your passions, a very detailed list. You should constantly be digging deeper into that and thinking about, well, what about that piece do I really like? Is it the accuracy of it? A lot of people uh, get a lot of enjoyment in efficiency and making things more efficient. Um, anyway, so the third list is what is there a market for? And this really depends on a lot of research. What are people buying? What are people spending their disposable income on? And some things to keep in mind as I'm getting into the later part of this podcast, and one of the major reasons why we're getting out here and trying to explain uh, how to see the world through the eyes of business and how to build these foundations is that 33% of retail will be gone in the next four years in the United States. It's the largest employer in the United States. What are these people going to do? So I feel a very pressing need to teach everyone business so that you can start your side hustle, whether it's just a landscaping company or snow removal company for states who have snow. I'm in California. It would not be a good business out here. It, a snow delivery company in California would kill it. There are suburbs, and all these parents want to do is have snow delivered for their kids to build snowmen that will last for you know a couple hours in their front yard. But if you got a pickup truck and you can head up to the mountains and you have access to shovel up a bunch of snow and drive it down and deliver it to some of these suburban households, they will pay hundreds of dollars for you to do one trip. Snow delivery service in California is highly sought after, especially around Christmas, and no one's doing it. I mean, these things are just everywhere. There could be hundreds of snow delivery companies right now. You could even just get a snow machine. You know, one of those big fan blowers that has an air compressor and a lot of little water nozzles on the front of it? Those things can blow snow in warm temperatures. If you just set that at the front of a, a cul-de-sac, 
Oh my goodness, those kids to ha would, would be elated to have snow falling on their heads. I'm gonna tangent so much because these business ideas keep jumping in my head and that's a small investment that you can roll with instantly by just posting a, a, a printed sheet from your printer on the gates of all these gated communities saying, call me, I will make it snow in your cul-de-sac. How awesome would that be? Okay, I don't wanna tangent too much. I wanna keep thinking of what is there a market for? Uh, so I had mentioned uh, retail is going away. Well, we, we need to teach people business. Another big one that's going away is uh, truck drivers. As these self-driving trucks hit the roads, truck driving, I believe, is the number two employer in the, in the Midwest. It's going to decimate these communities. So these people need to understand now how to start your side hustle, even if you're just doing it in the evenings and the weekends. But you have to be prepared to make that your main hustle very soon. Okay, so what is there a market for? Go on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, Amazon. Go on Amazon uh, or walmart.com and what are the top selling items? What are the top 100 selling things? You know, that, that's a great way to understand what people are spending their money on. And I'll tell you, as these brick and mortars close, these retailer places close, you know what's replacing them? Experiences. You can't buy an experience on Amazon. You have to go out and do it. Now you could, sure, you could buy like a gift certificate or, you know, a, a coupon or something or a pass to go to these places, but you still have to go out to have these experiences. So people are doing like laser tag, that's coming back. Um, these air tunnels inside where people are skydiving, that's coming back. I mean, r right now, a really cool thing that's popping up is these VR, uh, kind of VR places where you can go and I don't know if you're, I think you wear a headset, but uh, it overlays video on reality. So you're walking around and, and, and it looks like you're on, uh, on a starship or something like that. And they've built wooden structures or metal structures in the areas where in your VR headset, you'd have like a control panel or a wall or something like that. So you, you, you but the headset overlays the, the graphic detail and the lighting and the people and the experiences and the monster coming around the corner and all that stuff in your VR space. That's an amazing experience. It's almost like a holodeck that people are building now. Those, I imagine, are, are, are just going to be huge. Now, what about the panic rooms, the escape room? Not panic rooms, escape rooms. What about these escape rooms? They're getting more and more elaborate. Now there's ones that you get tied up with a whole group and you got to figure out how to get out of your bindings before you can even figure out how to escape the room. Uh, but these are all experiences. You see more and more of them popping up. And as retail goes online, and that's not a fad, that will continue. It will continue to go online. You have to anticipate this. Uh, but as more things go online, more services and experiences are popping up. And there's nothing wrong with selling your products online if you're doing a product. But if you're doing a service, it's a little more difficult to do a service online unless you're doing tax services. Now you can open up your tax services or paperwork services or legal services across the country. Because, you know, with Google Docs, you can scan stuff with your phone. Boom, it's a PDF. Send it to your tax guy. Got it done. So a lot of those traditional services that would have brick and mortar are finding very innovative ways to go online with that. Art services, um, accounting services. There's lots of services that are almost exclusively online these days that used to have offices. So it's not like business is going away. It's just changing. And you need to understand how to see that and how to anticipate that and how to find your niche. You know, how do, how do you get in there? with a, a value that's well-branded, that's in front of a lot of eyeballs uh, that you could do for people at a great value exchange. We're gonna talk about value exchange. It's just as set, we're at 23 minutes now. I have to end this episode on the lists you must keep. Uh, what are your passions? Very detailed. What are you capable of? 
always growing. And what are the markets? That one takes a little bit of reading and research, but it's not too difficult to get a really good start on these lists. So that's episode two. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it gave you some ideas. Start making your lists and we'll see you on episode three.